What is up, guys? My name is Logan Tremellon, and this is the Defying Odds podcast. Today I have on Katie Rorig. She is the other half of Fontana Candle Company. That would be the better half. <laughs> Which is, I, I had the other half, Eric, on in the past, and it's a multi-million dollar natural candle company based here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and it started from a date night activity, so it's a great story, and... It's just it's awesome to have you on to talk about the marketing side of things. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you taking the time. This podcast is sponsored by MacroMerch.com. MacroMerch.com is a simple and easy way to order custom printed t-shirts and products day or night at your convenience. Do you own a business? Do you have an event coming up? Are you involved in an organization or play a sport and need shirts? Look no further. Head over to macromerch.com to browse and select your desired apparel, brand, style, and color. Next, upload your logo, pick your sizes and quantities, use code DEFY at checkout for 10% off your order, and free shipping. That's DEFY at checkout for 10% off. So let's get right into it. So like, we talked about Eric. Eric was on the podcast. We talked mm-hmm. about his side of things, why he wanted to make candles and all that stuff. From your perspective... How do you? Why did you guys get into this? How did it start? Um, to be perfectly clear, I have I had no interest in candles, and I thought he was um, crazy. Um, never would have imagined in a million years that we would own a seven-figure candle brand. Um, I mean, I was big into. Um, I owned a dog daycare when we were dating, and we did boarding, grooming, training. Uh, so that was really where my passion lied. And it was really through that business, I owned it for three years with two other partners. And I learned that marketing was my skill. That's what I really brought to the table in that business. So when Eric started making his candles, it was like, okay, this might be something fun as a hobby that I can market for him. Mm -hmm. And it just sort of took off, but I never would have imagined it is what it is today. Yeah. So take me back to like how it initially became a thing that you guys were doing. I mean, it started very organically. I mean, we would make small batches in our basement and we would take them to makers markets and craft shows in Lancaster. And I really started with the marketing on the Instagram. I mean, that was back in 2018. So in Instagram, it was all about the photos back then Mm -hmm. um, before video was king. So it was all about that Instagram aesthetic. And that was pretty easy to replicate with candles. We got a professional photographer and that's where we really put... Our first investments in the brand was the professional labels, branding, and a professional photographer. So we really hit the Instagram aesthetic look, and it it did well. Yeah. I remember you telling me the story of you going to a maker's market. It might have been the first time or one of the first times, and you sold $800 worth of candles, and that's when you first realized, oh, this could be a thing. It's like, oh, people like our candles. Okay. And then you started posting on social. When did it realize and click for both of you that, like, oh, social can actually be, like, our main thing here, not just in person? I would say social really took off for us probably early 2020. I mean, everything clicked for us to be an e-commerce brand right before the pandemic happened. Yeah. So it's like all the pieces fell into place at the perfect time when everyone was home on social and wanted to buy a product like a candle to indulge themselves. Yeah. So all the pieces really came into place at the perfect time. So yeah. I do think you can work hard, build a great brand, but there's always a little bit of luck involved too, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to timing. Yeah. So the timing did work out for us. 
how long were you posting? You were posting these professional photos that was very Instagram-y in that time when mm-hmm. Instagram was photo-based. How long were you posting like before you started to see actual results from it? Um, I was always consistent. I believe in posting at least once a day. Yeah. Um, I would say it did take a good two years to really build up a following and build up an engaged community. Because once we got away from just the Instagram aesthetic, we did get more into education and really through our content educating about toxins and fragrance. And that's when we really started building that engaged community. Yeah. So we have a great account. I mean, we have 40,000, we hit 40,000 this weekend on Instagram, but everyone is super engaged. So I think that makes a big difference with our account. Yeah, for sure. Um, when setting up like the brand and getting into natural candles, um, how did you like capitalize on it being very niched? So I am our best customer. So I really (laughs) understand what the customer wants and I understand the customer's pain points because Mm -hmm. they're my wants and pain points. So I think it's very easy for me. I mean, our customer is typically 24 to 45. Yeah. She's a female. A lot of young, young moms have families and they want to be as healthy as possible. Fitness is important. Uh, Eating well. So just truly understanding the customer helps me talk to them through yeah. our social media. It's very authentic yeah. because it's my real life. Yeah, that makes sense. And going a little bit into your niche and like why you got into that, tell me a little bit about your adversity in the past and how that played a big role into your why behind Natural Candles. So when I heard about your story, I really, I really felt a commonality with you because I also not to your extent, but I dealt with chronic illness for several years and I, no doctor could figure out what was wrong with me. I, three years I suffered and I had to walk away from my dog business, which I loved because I really was too sick to do the day to day ops anymore. Like I just could not do it. I lost a ton of weight. I was skin and bones, just weird symptoms that doctor to doctor, sorry, like don't know. Mm -hmm. So I went to Instagram to learn more about natural health and natural living and scroll scrolling through, finding accounts, finding health influencers that also had the same things going on. So I was able to finally find a doctor on Instagram who ran labs, never, never met her before in person, but she ran labs for me. And she said, oh my gosh, your mold levels are like 10 times higher than what they should be. Like you, you were exposed to toxic mold at some point and your body's not detoxing it. So I followed her recommendations and I healed. So a lot of those people that I went to for this education are now some of our biggest affiliates. So they love sharing our mission and our candles. So we really came full circle. But then also in my health struggle, my dad went through a health struggle as well, and he actually passed a lymphoma in 2019. So he was not, it was very unexpected, his passing, and it was very difficult on me. So I really do our our mission to really honor him now. Yeah. I remember you telling me that after that happened and after you went through that, um, that made you really realize how important the candle company was. Yes. Yeah. I mean... At first, right after he died, I was like, you know, I don't want to do the candles right now. Like, mm-hmm. I just I just need a break. But I really realized that 
again, through what we were doing, it can, it can be a way to honor him. Yeah. So now I do have a renewed passion and I do love what we're doing to yeah. be able to help people through something like a candle. That's not really a product that you typically help people with, but we get to. So yeah. I feel like that's a really cool why. Yeah. So what were the things when you were dealing with the health issues, um, that you eliminated that you realized were really bad for you obviously mold was one of them yes and how did candles play a role in that so I'm really sensitive to mold like right now if I would get into an old house like I could tell you right away if there's mold in there like I have a super sensitive mold sniffer I guess (laughs) it's it's not a great thing when you're traveling and going to hotel rooms I wish I didn't have this ability but um and the other thing that really bothers me is is synthetic fragrance which is typically in most candles Mm -hmm. And the thing about synthetic fragrance is it's a chemical concoction of up to three different, 3,000 different chemicals. And the scary thing is the, the fragrance manufacturers don't have to tell you what's in it. So you really have no idea what you're being exposed to. And a lot of it is like in wart remover, toilet bowl cleaner, pesticides, cigarettes. And they're just putting this right in your candle. So when I am around um, synthetic fragrance, like... My throat really feels it. And my husband has asthma. He, you know, gets asthma attacks. So our our mission is to educate people on the toxins and fragrance. Yeah. And give a little shout out to the candles. What are they made of? Why are they better? So our candles are 100% natural. So they're beeswax, coconut oil, and pure essential oils for scent. And we had this third party verified. We were the first candle company to disclose all of our ingredients and to get this third party certification that they are natural and non-toxic. So what did you do to grow? Obviously, you started posting on social media. You were posting consistently for two years before you started to see results. But what were you doing on social and in marketing in general from your perspective? Because that's what you Mm -hmm. liked to make sure that you grew the company. So again, it started very organically. We didn't have a huge marketing budget. Um, we started out by w- with these health influencers that helped me on my journey. I would message them and say, hey, like this is what I'm doing. Can I send you a candle? Would you like to try them? So most of them said, y- you know, sure. Mm-hmm. The doctor that healed me of my mold, she is one of our biggest affiliates. When she posts our candles, we see a dr- dramatic increase in sales. Yeah. Like she drives sales for us. Um, so there's a couple really large health influencers that we gained just by sending a candle. So I, I guess that's called product seeding. Yeah. So that's what I did, but not knowing what I was doing. And that really led to now we have an affiliate program with an affiliate manager who manages all these relationships. So that was definitely a big part of it. A lot of it also was just like collaborations with other brands in the natural space, doing giveaways, really driving engagement through those, doing lives with other founders of natural brands, talking about our whys, doing educational pieces anything to really drive home the message. Mm -hmm. And I think too, in those early days, Eric and I were very visible on the social media. So you could tell we were a family owned business that truly cared about what we were doing. And I think our authenticity is what set us apart from a lot of the big brands too. Yeah, for sure. When I look at your Instagram, Mm -hmm. it feels very authentic. Like it seems like you guys are doing everything by yourself, which is a good thing from how it feels from the consumer. I want our consumers to be able to trust us. So if they see us and know us from our daily stories, that trust is built. Mm -hmm. So over the past, it's only a four-year-old company, right? Uh, I think we just turned five. Five. Yes. Five-year-old company. Where would you say you are now? Um, 
We try to double every year. That's our goal. We never want to more than double because we know the pain that comes Mm -hmm. along with it. And we don't want our customers to have a terrible experience from our rapid growth. Uh, But we should be hitting 2 million in sales this year. That's the goal. And we're definitely on track. I mean, at this point, we're on track to even triple last year. So we'll see how that goes. But right now we're in the process of really building an amazing team. We're at the point where Eric and I can't do it all ourselves. It's Mm -hmm. just too much. It's too overwhelming. So really putting together processes and procedures and amazing team to to do what we need to do. Yeah. And that's both with the manufacturing and also in the marketing. What do you think has been the biggest challenge? This can be in the business. This can be personal. Just what has been the biggest challenge in, you know, the past five years? I mean, right, right at this very minute, it's just as we get a larger and larger staff, there's 10 of us now. It's how do we manage the staff? Mm -hmm. And it's very different for me. I love to just sit and work on my marketing by myself. (laughs) So be having, you know, 10 employees that we have to really make sure that they're doing everything to the T. It's been a struggle for me. And Eric and I don't always see eye to eye on the management of the team. So that has led to some personal issues as well. It's it's very hard to say, you know, we won't bring work home, but we do bring work home. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's our business. It's our baby. We're basically working 24-7. So I think this year we also need to work on setting some boundaries that after a certain time, like there's no more business. Yeah. So outside of setting the boundaries, what else are you guys doing to make sure you don't drive each other crazy because you're spending so much time (laughs) together? (laughs) I don't know if we're doing a good job. Uh, (laughs) What are we doing? I guess it's important for us to understand we won't always agree on everything. So it's finding that compromise that works, but also not confusing the employees. Like if there's a struggle between us... It's like, okay, Eric's their superior, so I have to, you know, find a way to work it out with him. But we realized we weren't doing a very good job of it, so we did just hire a manager. Yeah. So all the employees will will report to the manager, and then the manager will report to Eric. So hopefully this will alleviate a lot of the issues we're experiencing yeah. now. I think that's healthy to realize that it's never going to be perfect. No. And you're not going to have the same opinions all the time. Yes. Um, I feel like we see too much of that today where people just demonize each other because they have difference of opinions when in reality that's natural. I have very high expectations and very, Eric has like no expectations. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, how do we meet in the middle? Like middle expectations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You keep each other balanced. In terms of social media and growing on social how do you stay on top of all of the different trends and platforms and things going on and managing affiliates? Obviously you started in just Instagram and just Mm -hmm. photos and it's a lot different now. There's a lot more to do. It can be overwhelming. I mean, keeping up with social, the algorithm, the trends change every day. So it's like, it's easy to drive yourself nuts that you could be doing more. But I mean, I'm on social every day. I can see what trends are going on and I can replicate them quickly. Mm-hmm. I think that's the great thing about being a smaller brand. It doesn't have to go through different levels of management. I see a trend, boom, I can film it and get it up. So I think that's the important thing of just staying agile in your marketing. We always, we're always pivoting. If we see something new coming along, we pivot 
so we can take advantage of it. Yeah. Like video is huge right now. So we hired you to help us with our video. We hired um, another guy who's really good on TikTok and he built uh, another local brand to a huge TikTok following. So it's getting help when you need it as well. Yeah. Getting some expert help because you can't do it all. Is there anything that you're doing to like make sure that you're following the trends? Like do you, without getting lost in social media down the rabbit hole are you like getting on and consciously like looking for trends when you're on there looking for audio looking for different things that uh bigger you know companies are doing i have several brands that i follow that i use as benchmarks for best practices in social media so when i see them doing something it's like okay this is probably a good idea to try and too when i'm just on social media i'm never just aimlessly scrolling although it can seem like that I'm always looking at my social media with the eyes of what what trends am I seeing in our natural space? Yeah. Like what what can I replicate right now? What content's doing well? Oh yeah, I can make that. So I'm never just aimlessly scrolling. There's yeah. always a method to yeah. my madness. <laughs> what are some of the specific like projects or videos or ideas that you found and executed on that you saw the most success? So we we really watched Taylor Chip. They're mm-hmm. a Lancaster-based cookie company. And they went viral on TikTok for going up to people in Lancaster at different locations with a box of cookies. And uh, the guy who did it, Cameron, would ask, give people a cookie and ask them to rate it on the spot for, of a scale of 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's genius. Because on, so you know, on TikTok, it's really about the interactions. It's not about the product. People don't care about the product. They yeah. want to see those interactions. So it's like, okay, what can we do in our space to not replicate that, but do something very similar? So last year, we came up with guess the product from the ingredients. It didn't do well on TikTok, and I, it might have been, been my fault, but... I mean, we went up to people in Lancaster County. We had our employee, Sierra, who has a really big personality. (laughs) She's made for it. And she just had a big poster board, and it had all the ingredients on a conventional candle. So all these long chemical names that no one can read. And she went up to a couple of people and said, hey, can you guess the product from these ingredients? And we had some really funny interactions of people just guessing some random products like bleach and Clorox and cigarettes and paint and rubber products and then she'd be like no it's a candle so uh, that content was really funny yeah and we wanted this year really focus on doing more interaction based content like that like we want to do a random smell test where we have people um, smell our candles and then smell chemical based candles and get that initial reaction upon smelling so we really are looking for that interaction based content where do you see the most return out of all the marketing that you're doing? Is it your uh, newsletter? Is it your organic social post? Are you doing paid social? Is it all your affiliates? Is it stores? Yeah, so I would say it's a combination. I mean, certain things do well at certain times. Like during the holiday season, our influencers are on. They're mm-hmm. sharing about candles because they're sharing about gift gifting items. So during the holiday season, you can't touch our influencers. They drive us so much traffic, especially holiday gift guides. Mm-hmm. You always want a candle in a holiday gift guide. Uh, but when you come out of the gifting season, it does get a little bit more difficult. So that's when I really rely on our assets, like our email list. Um, so we use Clavio, which we love because we can highly, highly segment our customers based on what message we want to send. 
So we're never annoying or bugging our customers mm -hmm. and they're getting their highly targeted messages. And we also use that for SMS. So when I need to, to drum up some sales, I go right to Klaviyo. Um, and then we have never done that well on paid media. Um, I would say our PPC, it's been mediocre, um, but we are trying to see if we can work on that a little bit this year. But I've also been really focusing on podcast ads. So we are working on uh, finding the best podcasts in the health and wellness niche and getting our ads on there. Mm -hmm. And the return's been fairly decent on that because it's that highly, highly targeted niche. So yeah. we're focusing more on podcasts. Yeah. So what's next for Fontana? Uh, we are doing our best to expand our portfolio of products. Um, basically, anything with a fragrance in it is something we want to look at because, you know, why, why bring synthetic fragrance into your home when there's natural alternatives? So we're looking at really anything at home with synthetic fragrance. So our portfolio will be a lot broader in the next few years, and we're excited about that. This podcast is sponsored by MacroMerch.com. MacroMerch.com is a simple and easy way to order custom printed t-shirts and products day or night at your convenience. Do you own a business? Do you have an event coming up? Are you involved in an organization or play a sport and need shirts? Look no further. Head over to MacroMerch.com to browse and select your desired apparel, brand, style and color next upload your logo pick your sizes and quantities use code defy at checkout for 10 percent off your order and free shipping that's defy at checkout for 10 percent off